see when there's more organization given to the church, First and Second Timothy, Philippians, and several of the other passages, we see that they add deacons, but those deacons were, in essence, like Stephen, uh, the first one, who was a martyr, that took care of the administration of the uh, ministry. In this particular case, it was to widows, um, but they were all devoted to prayer. Um, that's why they did this, because the, the, um, the elders recognized that it's really easy to go out and visit somebody than it is to get on your knees and pray for somebody. Do you understand that? We feel like doing is, is more important. But God says, no, the doing is the praying. And, and so uh, there has to be that sense. And I feel that, I feel that battle all the time. Um, praying for you or I'm praying for something else but the clock is ticking and I got an appointment and, and what, what do I give the precedence to? The appointment or the prayer? What's more important? Well they're both important but if we're not careful if I'm not careful I give all my attention to that and you're like me if, if you're not careful that's what you do you, you give your attention to all the things that scream for your attention right? When was the last time prayer ever screamed for your attention? The only time prayer screams for our attention is when there's nothing else, right? When, when, when we're, like we're painted into a corner, then all of a sudden it's, I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus. Well, we, we want to be disciplined to be praying people all the time so that when we are in that situation, we're already very familiar and have that sweet relationship with the, uh, with the Lord. Look at that next one. Rejoicing in hope, preserving in tribulation, devoted to prayer. This is after all the doctrine that Pastor Ellie will, Pastor Ellie, <laughs> excuse me, Pastor Farrell will take us through for yet another year, I'm sure, before we get to Romans 12. But then Paul twists after that doxology at the end of, of chapter 11, and he goes into the practical application of now that you understand the theology of your salvation, then what do you do with it? We renew our minds, right, daily, and we are hospitable, and we reach out, and we evangelize, and, and here, we're, we're devoted to prayer. And, uh, and in Colossians, really dealing with the whole idea of evangelism, but again, you see that they're devoting themselves to prayer, keeping alert as it is with an attitude of thanksgiving. And uh, oftentimes Paul connects our praying with thanksgiving. And so uh, we see that. So at a minimum, I got three things there. Devoted to prayer means making prayer a first priority in our lives, as 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 3 would indicate. It should be a, a, a very first, a very high um, priority. So I... I do this. This doesn't make me more spiritual than you. This is because I'm actually weaker than you. So I think I've said this before, but the first thing I do after I grab my cup of coffee, and yes, I get my coffee first, but I actually think that's wise because I, I don't want to fall before the Lord and fall asleep. Okay, you get up in the morning early, I grab my cup of coffee, and I take two or three sips to my office, and I get down on my knees almost every day, I'm surely there are times that there hasn't. My life is not a continual um, straight line of faithfulness. 
And so my fear is always when I am exhorting you, you think it must be nice to be perfect like Pastor Brody. I am the weakest among you. But that's my heart. That's my intent. Get up in the morning, get a cup of coffee, and I fall on my face before the Lord, and I don't ask for anything. I simply worship him. I worship him. And if I ask for anything, it's asking him to give me a clean heart. I ask him to give me a love for him like he's commanded. Lord, help me to love the things that you love and help me to hate the things that you hate. Oh, God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Thank you for so great of a salvation. And yes, I'm sure the hound dogs would howl if I was, would howl if they could hear me. I almost always sing to the Lord in that time. And, and just to give you context, that time was very seldom, more than five minutes. That's just how I start my time alone with the Lord. But I think it's the first priority. I think it's there. It's in the scriptures. It's clear. And it, and it needs to be a high priority, however you work it out. It needs to be a high priority in your life. It was a high priority to Jesus. We've already seen that. It should be a high priority to his, to his followers because prayer is ultimately about a relationship. I love the fact that when I come home, that first thing that my wife does is put her arms around me and hug me and give me a kiss. I love it when I go to your house. You, you, and your whole family, first thing we do. Yeah, we're huggy. We're huggy. We're kissy-huggy. We kiss and we hug. Visitors who come to church, they see me walking up to Sherry and kissing her. They see me walking up to Amber, kissing her, going, what in the world's wrong with that guy? Then later on, I introduce him to my daughter and my granddaughter. But my point is, that's exactly what our prayer life is. Our, our prayer life is a time when we're, when we're crawling into our Heavenly Father's lap. Yes, he is holy, he's set apart, but I am clothed in the righteousness of Christ, and because of his gift, I too am holy, and I can climb into his lap and cry, Abba, Father, and he receives me. I'm accepted in the beloved. I don't care how you feel. I don't care how I feel. I don't care how bad yesterday was. I'm accepted in the beloved because of the blood of the Son. Amen? That ought to drive us to prayer with a passion every day. Devoted means that we're steadfast, so we continue. Like I said, my life's not a straight line. It's a continual repent, get back to it. Repent, get back to it. Repent, get back to it. So don't feel guilty right here. If you are guilty, repent, and tomorrow start again. It's a steadfastness, and there's a divine summons that we have been called to. So, turn to the page. Let's just talk about some things that perhaps would help us all. This is not necessarily prescriptive. But just, just some things that I was trying to think through. What if I was trying to motivate and help people? You could make a list that would be different. But um, if we ask, you'll receive something good. That's a good motivation. James tells us, on the one side of the coin, if I ask and miss, because I want to spoil myself with it or upon my own loss, I, I don't get answers. But when I ask according to his will, on the other side, you have not because you didn't ask. He didn't ask. God says, ask. Go to him and ask. He's a loving Heavenly Father. He cares for us. He gives. 
freely and, and willingly. And, and he said that over and, and over again. And I, I've put a number of verses. Yes, when we pray, you need to be reverent. There, there is a sense of reverence. Uh, don't lose that. But at the same time, um, uh, we come and we need to be biblical. That's what James is saying. Our, our prayers need to be aligned with Scripture. And uh, we need to be submissive. Um, I mean, really, thy will be done. That's, a, that, that's the heart of our prayers. But, but candidly, we pray for a lot of, and, 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 and we hope and we long, but we don't know. Barb, last night I prayed for your, for your brother. And I prayed God would save him. I don't know if God will save him because I don't know what the will of God is in that matter. I know he wants none to be lost and all to, become, to come to repentance of faith, but I also know that all men won't be saved. And so I have to leave that to the Lord. So obviously we, we still plead and we pray those things, but we don't know. And so we don't pray like we know. We, we leave the matter in faith to the Lord. And so, and we keep asking. We need to be reverent, we need to be persistent, we need to be submissive, and we need to be biblical. And, 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 and we go continuously to prayer, realizing we'll receive something. It's all the way at the bottom. We'll talk more about it next week, but the prayer journal. It'll be so encouraging to you to be able to see how many times and how many ways God answers your prayers. I told you before, I'm going to say it again, you're inundated with prayer. Requests. I despise saying to somebody, I'll pray for you, and then being a hypocrite and not doing it. I don't think when I say I pray for you, that means I'm obligated to pray about that for the next five years. I've got to draw the line someplace, and I don't think I have to articulate that every time, and neither do you. I use Evernote as one of the ways and several times a week I go to my Evernote and I have my Evernote organized by months. And when the new month comes, June just got through. It doesn't mean that I don't ever look at June, but I don't carry the burden of June because I prayed for these things in June. And I, and I moved to July. And so when you texted me yesterday, I took your text, copy, paste over into my Evernote little box. And after I've prayed for that several times, check the box. I've prayed for Barb like I said I would. And the same with you, if, if you give me one. And then when I find out there was an answer, again, it's just three or four words, but I, I stick the answer there. And it's so exciting because it's amazing when I thumb back through there just in a few months, how many times God hears and answers my prayers. Does he hear and answer your prayers? Does he? Are you sure? Have it written down? Could you show me? Could you show the rest of the class? We ought to be able to show the world. We ought to be able to shout to the world. God answers prayer. My prayers. Am I right? Yeah. Don't always pray the same prayer. Matthew 6, 7. You know, I'm saying that because God says it, but also from a motivational standpoint. You've got to change things up or you get bored. We get bored easy. We get bored with the most awesome things in eternity easy. We won't get bored when we're no longer depraved. When we're in heaven, there'll be no more boredom. But here we've got to deal with our depravity. So you need to change things up. You can't always do everything the same way all the time, but there needs to be a commitment. So I change how I pray. I change the ways I pray.
pray and the times that I pray, but the schedule, it's cemented. It's during this time, however I'm going to do it. And, of course, I do it at, at other times. Um, pray scripture. Very, very um, helpful. The Psalms in particular. Um, personalize and pray them. The New Testament prayers. Um, pray the prayer of others. Valley of Vision. If you're not familiar with that, you can go online and, and access that. I have a banner of truth. Puritan prayer book as well. I have the um, book. A lot of sordid theology in it, but it's an old-fashioned um, the, the Book of Common Prayer that would have been very um, used much in the founding of our nation during those times and in those eras. So it's very Anglican. It's very, it's very um, awkward sometimes, but it's amazing to read some of those prayers and the depth of those prayers. And then that, that helps you to pray deeper, think deeper about this God who is infinite. He's, he's infinite. There isn't anything he can't do. Nothing is hard for him. There is nothing he doesn't know. There isn't any place he isn't. And this is who you pray to who says, come and ask, come and ask. Knock. And I will open the door and I'll answer. And so, um, pray the prayers of others. George Mueller, um, his autobiography will will make your head scratch. I, I mean, I don't think you have to do it that way. I don't think it's perspective, prescriptive. I think he's very unusual, but God uses unusual means in unusual circumstances in different people's lives. But you're familiar with George Mueller, right? I mean, he, he basically said, I don't want to tell anybody except God, whatever my need is. So the, the story goes, he never told anybody. And he'd sit at the table with 12 orphans. They're starving to death, and they'd, they'd pray. And somebody would knock on the door and bring him breakfast. And, and, and there's, there's a book this thick. He kept a journal. I'm not talking about 10 answers to prayer. I'm not talking about 100 answers to prayer. I'm talking about 30 years and thousands of answers to prayer and untold number of orphans and people fed, and he only told God. Reading those things will encourage you in prayer. Take a prayer walk. Um, I don't know why, but some of my more extended prayer times, I have different um, music lists on my, on my phone app. And I have one I call prayer meditations, and it's actually three hours long, so I don't usually listen to it for three hours. But when I put that on, it draws me to prayer. And, and it's only background music, and, and it's, it's almost all piano or um, violin or... Um, harpsichord, that's all that, that kind of music, and, and, and I'll take and, and go out and, and I'll walk for a significant period of time and look at God's creation and pray. It helps me to pray. I find it really hard to um, stay in one spot and pray for an hour. Jesus apparently could by looking at Luke 135. As I've said before, I'm not Jesus or even a, a hundred miles to him, so I, I need to walk to, to pray for an hour or pray for 40 minutes, but I do. I, I, I go out and I, and I walk and, and, um, and pray. And so 
you can put those things uh, together, and it's, and, it, and it's very, very simple to do. You take a three-by-five card with you. You can jot some notes and some scriptures uh, for prayer. Uh, it's very helpful to have a prayer closet or a prayer place where you go and you have it set for prayer. You saw the, you've seen that War Room movie that came out several years ago. Have you all seen that one time or another? It's probably worth a look. But just, just the idea of going to a place and knowing, uh, you know, there in my in my office, in my study, I have the different things where I know right where they are that lead me to prayer. I have my folder where I have my sheets and my prayer lists. I have different sticky note things that are on there to remind me to pray for these things. And, and there's a place, I know where that is, so it's organized. You have that, that place of prayer, that prayer room for you where you go and it becomes your comfortable abode where you meet with God. You can pray any place and you pray throughout the day, but, but have that place, it's very helpful. Pray through today's plan. I'm schedule-orientated. Man makes plans, but God directs the steps. And so I pray through my plan. Usually we pray through our plans. Judy and I pray. She knows what my plans are. I know what hers are. And so before we go out of the day, I pray through. I'm going to meet with this person. I'm going to do this. I'm going to teach that. I got this counseling session. Whatever it is, I, I, I pray through my day. God, give me wisdom. Give me grace. Help me to know how to handle this situation. Help me to lead well. Uh, help me to be quiet and listen. All, all of those things that I, I know I need. I sort of pray through that. And then the whole heart is, but, but Lord, I belong to you. I serve the Lord Christ. And so your will be done. You change my plans however you want to today. And it, and it just helps me. But for Judy and I, it also serves as communication because she and I are praying through our day. That makes sense? And this doesn't take hours. I don't have that many appointments. You know, this just a few minutes to do that. But that few minutes, remember sowing and reaping, that's two minutes is, is Monday, and then that's Tuesday, and then that's Wednesday, and that's Thursday, and that's Friday, and that's day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Uh, you, you build a routine that is very, very helpful in prayer. Prayer prompters... I put, and already covered the back, so if you flip it over, I just want you to see, I gave you a supplement um, on prayer. How you might pray for elders. We did a series here several years ago, and that was what was assigned to me, my night. Uh, This is just a little snapshot of it, but... um, Loving your church well was a series. I love my church. So we took different aspects for like six or eight weeks, and that's what we focused on with the church. And one of the things is, if you love your church, you pray for your elders. Well, how? Exactly how would you pray for elders? And so here's a snapshot that might help you um, in how to pray for your elders. Um, And so as I look at all that, I guess uh, what I want to ask you is how do you, what are some things that you do to motivate you in prayer, that help you to pray, that help, that help you organize your prayer list? What, what are some of the things that perhaps you do that might be a blessing or a help or an encouragement to somebody else? I, I'll sort of give you a, a thumbnail, but all of you somehow pray and, and manage it. Um, how do you do that? 
would you be willing to share and help us? Give us a little bit of an insight? It really would be helpful. We all do it different. Nobody needs to do what I do. Joyce, we're going to give you a mic. Tim Moore and uh, Donald Whitney both have books that they have written on praying the Psalms. And um, I have typed, uh, cut and paste, and have typed, uh, abbreviated those Psalms to make it more manageable for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I, this is something I just started doing this year. And I, so I have a different set of prayers for every day of the month. And, um, for every day of the month? Right. Okay. And, and so and, uh, it's, it's been very enjoyable. I, I just cannot believe how enjoyable it's been. But for me, I had to abbreviate it. And if anybody would like me to send them a copy, I would be glad to. Okay. It's, all, it's already tied. So there you go. Joyce breaks hers up into different kinds of, of prayers, um, one for every day of the month. Uh, I have different days in the week that I pray different, um, different things um, in a folder that I keep. That's interesting, uh, something different for the whole month. Um, to begin with, you only have so many hours. You can't pray for everything every day. I mean, we, we just don't have that, that kind of time. Um, certainly in our prayer time, we have more than one time, but I think you need, a, I'm talking about one significant time that's sort of anchored, and then you're praying throughout the day uh, as, as you need to. Um, we always, Judy and I, and I guess this is probably pretty standard with couples, we close out our night in prayer. And uh, to be candid with you, I'm usually the prayer leader in the morning three guesses who's the prayer leader at night the, you know the night person so she she leads us in, in in prayer in the evening and i i lead in our times together of prayer in the morning but that's now i, I got an empty house i mean i i recognize if you got seven little kids running around the house you, you got a different deal and you have to you have to accommodate it's okay this is it's, it's it's the relationship it's the relationship with your lord through prayer that you want to maintain in every season of life, remember? Someone else. Sherry? And then, um, yes. <laughs> I drew a blank, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jenny. I do a few different things for some urgent or um, requests that I just wanna make sure that I'm really faithful to. I set a bunch of different alarms on my phone and they go off throughout the day, so it reminds me to stop and pray for certain things throughout the day, um, so I do that. And then um, for me, I, I don't know if you're like me, but I have in the past gotten very discouraged with prayer because I would pray for certain things that in my mind seem like they would be the will of God, and over and over some very significant ones did not get answered in the way I thought that they would, and that would get me very discouraged. And I got to a point at one time I was like well what what's the purpose of prayer like why bother doing this because God's going to do whatever God's going to do so I personally am getting discouraged in prayer um, or I would pray through a situation and I would find by the time I had rehashed the situation with the Lord I was very discouraged 
And so um, recently the Lord's just really been teaching me um, to pray scripture. Um, and it's when I'm praying scripture, I know for sure that I'm praying God's will. Amen. Um, and it was just really exciting for me this past week. I was, I've, I like to study the Psalms during the summertime. And one of the Psalms that I was studying just really spoke to me and I was like, wow, that would be a great prayer. So I just sat down and I wrote that Psalm out as a prayer. And it reminded me of somebody. Um, and so I was praying specifically that prayer for this partic particular individual. And they literally um, communicated me with it, to me that evening and told me about the situation they had faced. And it was exactly what I had prayed for them for. And I had prayed scripture and it was just like, amazing to me that even before I knew that they were going to be in that situation, the Lord called me to pray. So I've been trying to do that more often is pray scripture. Amen. Very good. Jenny? Um, somewhere along the line, I have incorporated two little books. Um, the one is Oswald Chambers. I don't know if you're... Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and there's a page for each day. And I just have just been going through it every year, go through it. And then I stumbled on two, well, one, um, poems and prayers, and I can't think of what the man's name is at the moment, but they're older. Um, and uh, I was talking to a pastor friend of ours once, and we were talking about older books and how deep they were deeper than what you find nowadays, I feel mm -hmm. like. But anyways, this little book has a poem that he has written, scripture that goes with the poem, or maybe the scripture inspired the poem, I don't know. And then there's a prayer at the end that he has written. And they're just pretty short. Amen. But they, in, they cause me to think, and it encourages my prayer life, because he will like highlight something. <laughs> and very often what I read in, and I always also have my Bible in with this, so I got three little things going on every morning. Um, often, in God's design, what I've read in the Bible, Oswald Chambers, in that little book, well, kind of like, wow, the whole thing kind of, it don't always happen that way, but then that causes me to, wow, what do I really need to be praying about? Because all these things kind of matched. <laughs> yes, amen. So it just, you know, yeah. helps with my thoughts mm -hmm. and amen. encourages prayer. So one of the twin beauties here is to recognize that God, who is infinite and timeless, Alpha Omega, what does that mean? He's timeless. Okay, you and I are stuck in time. Today is Sunday, July 17th. God sees the end from the beginning. He is all time. He's, he's, he's everything. So he's not, he's not stuck in time like you and I are. And so because he knows all things and because he's sovereign, he knows what a need's going to be. He knows that you prayed. He knows a need that's coming up. He knows you've prayed, and he connects those things together for his divine redemptive purposes for what reason if I, if I took you to um, second um, Corinthians in uh, chapter one you're familiar about the God of all comfort it says there in about verse seven or eight Paul is saying to them how desperately he needs their intercessory prayer because as they pray 
God answers those prayers, and many are encouraged. Listen, when we ask each other to pray, and then we pray, and the answer comes, many are encouraged, aren't they? That's why we should share the answers with each other. And why should we should freely ask? Because God puts it all together in a way to encourage us to more prayer, and it brings him glory. George? Yeah, as you were sharing about a prayer walk, that's uh, something Margie and I did on Thursday. We don't do that routinely, but it, uh, we deliberately used our, our walk to uh, prayer. And I love when we do it together that each rem- thinks of something else, and we sometimes are praying for the neighbors whose houses we're passing and, and for praying, you know, for whatever the Lord uh, prompts us in. And that was just part of our, our prayer emphasis day. So a few years ago, the Lord... Uh, prompted me to, to begin a discipline of setting aside one day a month as a prayer emphasis day where I do more praying than anything else. And there's freedom to do other things. I had one medical appointment that day, but I still spent the majority of the day uh, with the Lord. And I love going through all of my prayer sheets because I can't get to all the people. So usually I tell people that I pray for, I've been, I prayed for you weekly. Uh, that's both with an A and two yeah, E's. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Anyhow, uh, what, a, what a blessing to just that, devote that intense time, which is possible, especially in retirement here. So, Amen. Uh, thank the Lord for that. Take a look, if you would, at the concluding prayer illustration. I love this. I got this um, years ago from um, my aunt and uncle are missionaries or retired by now many, many years. They're both in their 80s, uh, Wycliffe. Bible translators. My uncle was a jungle pilot. Really, no kidding. The real deal. Jungle pilot. That's that's what he did. Um, but I, I got this from one of their publications. And, and I love this. So just read it through with me. In one region of Africa, the first converts to Christianity were very diligent about praying. In fact, the believers each had their own special place outside the village where they went to pray in solitude. The villagers reached these prayer rooms by using their own private pathway through the brush. As the grass began to grow over one of these trails, it was evident that that person to whom it belonged was not praying very much. Because these new Christians were concerned for each other's spiritual welfare, a unique custom sprang up. Whenever anyone noticed an overgrown prayer path, he or she would go to that person and lovingly warn, friend, there's grass on your path. May I say this one of the most loving things that we can do with each other is in private and in a, in a careful and a loving way. Encourage one another in this area of prayer. Friend, how's your prayer path? the grass on your prayer path or is it clear? Is there, is there a spot? Are you, are you, are you devoted uh, to prayer? Um, that's part of speaking the truth in love. That's, that's how we all grow up into the fullness and the likeness and the stature of Christ. We are coveted together in the body here. And not only should we be prayers, but we ought to encourage one another to pray. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. Next week, we're going to look at journaling. I'll have a new handout for you. Spend one week on journaling.